I oh yeah, lights. My bad. I don't like how the beanie looks aesthetically on camera. And I swear if we lose sound like that again, <sighs> this going live stuff is stressful. Why is it so difficult to and then the camera looks like it's off? <laughs> oh you guys. It's not my day. Okay. Welcome back to the Xavier Lavo show. Thank you for being here. Uh, because of the new format, I'm still getting used to just coming right into the intro. I can't just lag. Give me a second. I get. Uh, let me get adjusted, and um, we'll definitely get into today's show. I really feel like my son has been messing with my camera, and uh, it swings. And I think he comes in here and just goes whoosh, just like swings the shit around, and it's uh, yeah, we lost sound last week and then now again this week i don't know what's going on i think there might be an update i can't figure it out but when we stream live that's how that kind of works it's um give me two seconds i gotta fix this camera i swear just fixing the camera that's all we're doing fixing the freaking camera all right let me see. Better. Thank you. It wasn't that hard, was it? I feel like now you can't see the two the two the Tupac shirt. The Tupac. Uh, do it again. <laughs> the slower you move the dolly, the less they hear. This is what happens when we're live. Like y'all couldn't even hear the thing, so uh that's good for today. Figure it out next time. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Lavo. Welcome back to the Kasabian Lavo Show. Thank you for being here. Uh, we got a couple of good topics today, I think. I hope. I wanted to keep it light. I've been saying that I want to keep it light for the past like two weeks. I think I've been doing a good job, but I think it's time to not keep it light. And this is time for us to, to, to get real and stop being polite. And this beanie is just not aesthetically good looking. Uh profile wise like my head is big and round and then this is like stubby and pointy like i need a bigger one on my head or something i don't know it's just a bad look today uh welcome to episode 292 my name is Xavier lavo i'll be your host and i am still recording for the pod because we're gonna try to use the recorded audio later and like mesh it but because we're live and then it sends off things are different so We'll record, start the show that way. Still, remember, if you can't hear the music, it's because you're watching. If you want to listen to the music, you have to listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Audible, Facebook, anywhere where podcasts are heard. That way you can listen to all the music, the intro music, and the things that we play on the other side. Uh, soon, we're going to have uh, the soundboard up. I just play with it too much. I have, like, ADHD with it. I'll just start to fuck around with it. I don't have any good jokes for today's intro. And once we start filming and like recording right off the beginning of the of the video thing, I'm gonna have mad jokes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Ti and have mad mad Ti jokes. Oh, not jokes about Ti, just jokes like like him because he's a comedian now. It's a good song too. It's some of that Guito Cali Bud. I still don't know what Guito Cali Bud is. If anybody knows what Guito Cali Bud is, please let me know. It's still news to me. And now I'm on some hood. 
and some chocolate. I'm not. I'm uncomfortable. My chairs moved. I swear, I was in here rapping and fucking around. Some of my son. Oh, it's Friday. Feels like a Friday. Then I tell him, "You ain't giving me money. You ain't smoking in my Benzo. Twenty inch Lorenzo. Nope, see, that looks crazy. High as a motherfucker. I be yawning back streets. It's Kasabian. Kasabian live oh What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Lavo. Welcome back to the Kasabian Lavo Show. I'll be your host with talent on loan from God. And, you know, it's just proper potty kids to rub your hands before the show starts. Hey, it was a rough, rough start. Rough. I don't know what's going on. Uh, everything is off. The lighting's off. Cameras are off. My chair's off. All right, let's get through today's show. And uh, let's let's really let's talk about it. So Kanye West is pretty much leave the show today. If you haven't seen Genius on Netflix, please go take a go watch it and absorb it. We're going to be talking about that today. We'll talk about Donda 2 and what he's going to be doing to release Donda 2 and how it may change the game. It won't. But we'll talk about it. Uh, Trump guilty. It was trending all day. There's uh, so much going on. And there's a bunch of conspiracy things around it. I want to talk about it and just jump into all the political bullshit that we had to talk about. And I found this interesting. Brad Pitt is suing Angelina Jolie uh, over a piece of property, a wine vineyard that they own together, that they spent 40 plus million dollars on purchasing. And according to him, he's put mad time into it and he's just not OK with uh, who she sold her share to. And he's suing her to change it. I think it was it, it to me it was interesting because these are rich people problems that we should look at and go, huh, makes sense, especially with so many conversations going around how men aren't are are shying away from getting married because there's no benefit for a man to be married how uh men have now you know, especially men with money are now trying to avoid uh getting into any type of relationship that would have to i mean potentially become a horrible business decision because that's all it is uh marriage is just a business decision that you make and uh 50 of them don't fucking work so there's that that that's great math i mean it's just marriage is just as successful as fucking restaurant owning just keep it a buck i have some news out of nevada today that i have always i believe the word is kowtout i've always kowtouted about uh how dumb nevada is how how our educational system here is no good how we don't have a good economy here because we don't have a variety of work uh, our our leadership just does nothing to bring any type of diverse industry into this uh, state. We don't have much outside of gambling. Uh, we have gigafactories. We have Google here in, in Las Vegas, and it's not really changing uh, anything. You know, your your cities and your state's main focus of business will show you what the education is going to be for the people in the city. For example, Arizona is like full of geniuses, all types of scientists. I think it's like the most uh, concentrated area of scientists because of ASU and just because of the workload that's there. Texas, that's like its own country. Texas has from oil all the way to tech to I mean, it's literally the best of all worlds. It's coastal. So there's shipping like it's huge. So there's driving, there's hunting. I mean, Texas is ideally its own country. When it comes to Nevada, we have so much potential, but they don't do enough. They don't ever strive 
to do enough to get a real industry here. And then we get marijuana to come to town and uh, and they ruined that because they made it so difficult for everybody to even get involved in that. It just it, it's not it's not inclusive enough. So it's not changing that many lives. Very few people that are being affected in a good or a bad way with new industries that do enter into our town. As far as real estate is concerned, we're, we're going to push probably 450000 on average per home. <coughs> our incomes haven't changed in this town many, many years. And uh, honestly, a minimum wage isn't going to fix anything. If we really look at minimum wage, we should be somewhere at like 27 to $29 an hour. If we're going to look at minimum wage in, in a legitimate fashion, as far as just look around you. There's there's jobs right now. You talk to construction construction workers right now, and they'll tell you that they're making thirteen an hour. Well, my stepfather worked construction in the nineties, and he made thirteen an hour. But thirteen an hour then had them living like a nice penthouse with big ass cars and living great. In two thousand twenty two, thirteen an hour, fourteen an hour doesn't make any sense. You can't even pay for a babysitter at that point. You're literally paying. Like if you have a child and you work a minimum wage job. You might not even be able to afford to babysitter with your minimum wage job. And all you're going to be doing is literally robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're just going to be paying a babysitter because you, I don't know. It just, it, it, you see how, how it's so fucked up that we can't even have a regular society and our educational system because it's tanked in, in, in damn, I can't say it's tanked. I think we've just always been low. I mean, we've never gone. It's like 49 and 50. We just go back and forth between us and Hawaii. Why? I don't know. It's like they don't want kids to be smart here because they know that they can go hit a casino and go and, and you know, make that that money in that fashion. Uh, are they afraid to bring industry that would need people to to learn and be smarter? Like, I don't get it. Why not? Why wouldn't we bring why wouldn't we have anybody want smarter people? Like, I don't understand why this country does this just like the, uh, this ostracization of education. Like, why are you keeping it from the people? And why don't you make it better? We used to go around saying that we were the smartest. We were the proudest with this and that. This is a country full of idiots. And this is just a perfect example of how it can and will get worse. If you look around, this is like idiocracy. This is like idiocracy. In China, they gave kids in the 80s and 90s coffee candy because they were, pl- excuse me, because they were planning to have, uh, like uh, Starbucks and different coffee stores in the 2000s. Like China's very methodical with their planning. So hear me out, right? And I might be telling this story wrong, but it was dope. And it's just listen to how they worked it. So they had everybody eat coffee candy. And they started it with kids. They would give it out. Boom, here, take that coffee candy. Similar to how uh, Red Bull. Red Bull used to hand out Red Bulls like fucking water. They would give them out like crazy. And now look where they are. So, in China, they start giving kids coffee candy. Why? Because those kids in 20 years will be adults, and those kids will be purchasing things and spending money, making their economy grow and move. They train the kids to like coffee-flavored candy and then open coffee shops 20 years later, and they have the most fucking coffee shops in the world, and it's the number one leading drink because everybody's favorite childhood candy was a coffee-flavored candy. They trained their people to love coffee so they could sell the coffee later because they had an abundance of it. That's what it was. There was too much coffee there. So, like, what are we going to do with this? They said, well, we could sell this shit to the people, but they didn't drink coffee. They drank tea. So they had to convince the kids because they knew the kids were going to be adults one day. That's what you need to do with education. You need to start with them young, make them super smart, and then just keep pumping them out. And then little by little, all the dumb ones just fall away. 
You got to pump them out. And here's a list of uh, where Nevada is actually failing. The story's out of Fox 5. It get, uh, it was all over the place, but Fox is, is who we rocking with. So Fox 5 out of Las Vegas. Here are the categories in which Nevada ranked in the bottom five. We're 50 for the lowest ACT scores, 47 for the lowest shares of top universities, 47 in the lowest, lowest literacy rates. I can't read for shit. Uh, number 47, lowest numeracy rates. I don't know what that means, but I believe it's uh, mathematics, I would assume. I'm not sure. Apparently, I'm not smart enough because I'm from Nevada. Uh, 49th, lowest shares of college graduates. 48, lowest shares of master's program graduates. And 50, in lowest shares of doctorate program graduates. Now, I don't think you need college. I don't agree with that, uh, especially them using that as almost a uh, a pivot point to make their their example uh, having graduates and masters and this that and the third i don't think you need that i think we just need more people to work we've focused the past 30 years on getting college educations for jobs that are non-existent there's more poor people than there's rich people there's more uneducated people than there are educated people why do we insist on making things so expensive and so hard for people to comprehend and understand I have children who I believe are a bit spoiled because I worked very hard for them to live this spoiled life. And uh, one of my favorite per- persons or people's Chet Chati Hanks is uh, he has his little YouTube series and uh, Vanity Fair had the, the, the spread on it. But I was going to talk about him anyway. But I think this was good because it, it was a lot easier this way. I watched it. I was embarrassed. He's interesting. You know, for a rich, spoiled kid, he has a lot of character. So I don't know if that's because of his dad and he was able to have that type of like, um, I don't know, like that gene pass on where he was just able to be entertaining. But it's interesting to see how um, he captivate you with nothing. And this is amazing. And when do you stop being an aspiring rapper? Can we have that conversation? Like, when do you call it quits? You know, some people judge success differently. What is success to you? And how long can you be an aspiring rapper? That's my real question. The aspiring rapper said he was... <laughs> hold on. Straight face. First off, the series that he's doing, it's like a four-part series, and it's like life coaching, just so you know. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Chet Hanks. Uh, again, the story's from Vanity Fair. The aspiring rapper said that growing up, he encountered a lot of disdain and animosity and negativity because everybody was prepared to hate my guts. And he had no one to console him through it. It was a difficult time for him. According to Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks was too busy being America's dad. He didn't have anyone to give him advice growing up. I can't believe that. I really can't believe that. The 31-year-old aspiring rapper and patois enthusiast, Rude Boy, posted a video on his new YouTube channel. This week, as a part of a self-mastery program titled The Truth About Growing Up as a Hanks. In the video, Chet explains that as a kid, being bullied by his classmates, I didn't have a strong uh, male role model to tell me, bro, fuck these people, they're just jealous of you. He went on to claim that the reason he was disrespected by his peers was because of his wealth, his fame. Is that a typo? What is he famous for? Who wrote? And the perception that he was an an arrogant, entitled, spoiled brat. Is it a perception or is it a truth? 
I guess we'll never know. He's uh, he's very. He's so famous. So minutes after the video came out, he called TMZ and this was the update. Chet Hanks is now closing the book on his famous parents after opening up about his upbringing with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. He says he is now a personal trainer in his next chapter. Good day, sir. Whatever that means. All right. What else happened? Let us continue with with today's show. Kanye's album Donda is coming out. And Donda is supposed to come out on Kanye's stem player. It's like the little bolita. I didn't buy it. Probably won't. So when artists hear that big artists want to release their music independently, it always sounds great. And for some reason, young artists always think that they can do that or random people believe that it's a possibility for all of us to do it. One of the biggest problems with that and being an independent artist, trust me, I know. Because we didn't have any way to get our music to people without iTunes or Spotify. We didn't even have uh, SoundCloud. So we were handing out CDs. When people started converting to MP3s and going to just their phone, you know how hard it was to get people to go to a random website and download your music because they were afraid of fissuring. iPhone makes it damn near impossible for you to listen to music that isn't through iTunes. Android was a lot simpler, but nonetheless, like you, it was so difficult to make it just plug and play for every single person and that becomes very very difficult and it's something that you need to mitigate as an artist and as somebody who's trying to uh you know get your music out there and get reap all the benefits like i said before music as a product is probably one of the worst things that we've ever put together to sell as a product it's really 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 terrible it's very expensive it sells for cheap it's, it's pretty much the only product that you pay the maximum amount for and sell it for the minimum bare, bare, I mean, 69 cents a song. And it might cost you $10,000 to make. Music isn't valuable. Not the way it's structured. It's unfortunate, but the way that it's structured is so shitty. You see T.I. getting into comedy. You want to know why T.I. is getting into comedy? He said that he can't keep rapping the same songs over and over because he's getting older. Yeah. That's true because music honestly has a shelf life unless you stop performing them as much and you make it more like a, a legacy act like Eminem, how he comes out like once every two or three years. That way people have, you know, anticipate it more and it's more valuable. An artist like T.I. that's continuously on the road because that's how they make money. If he doesn't come up with a better way to present, he's going to basically max himself out and then have to come up with a different way for revenue stream. And that's why I mean, that's why we started doing this. You have to pivot today. The way social media has everything set up and how we give our products, we have to offer more than just music. It's not enough. Those three minutes don't captivate enough. You have to do an hour, two, three, four, five hours. How many podcasts have come and gone? How many uh, skit shows have come and gone? All these YouTubers, these streamers, there's very few that like stick and stay. Listen, it's hard enough to get into this world and then to try to even encourage i guess i wouldn't even say encourage but i mean i wouldn't tell anybody to do what kanye's doing it is very difficult unless you have a fan base if you have a fan base of over 500 yes this is definitely what you want to do if not your goal is to build a fan base not to sell your music independently as a musician your main goal and as anything content creator get yourself in front of everybody market 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 and then 
then you can do some shit like this. Kanye has a huge following. Kanye dropped the album and damn near did a million fucking downloads, buys, streams, whatever it was in a day. And he can still do that. And he's still Kanye. You're not Kanye. I'm not Kanye. There's a lot of fucking people that aren't Kanye. Okay. There's a lot of big artists right now that are only doing 20,000, 40,000 on their first week, which is unheard of. Because if you were a big signed artist, you were cracking a million your first day. That has definitely changed. I have no idea if the sound is even working. We'll find out. Probably. Who knows? Uh, I think the program updated. Anyway, so obviously Donda is going to be released with some type of. Uh, it has a message because Kanye's Kanye. You know, he's burning a house down. It's coming out February 22nd. That's a big deal. February 22nd. It's like a sacred number. So, you know, if he can manage to produce and give that album, then we may have a masterpiece. Now, the way he's trying to sell it makes it interesting because he makes a point, but it's not a good point. And it's been debunked. Well, not debunked, more understood. I went to CNET to get the story because I thought CNET would give me a different perspective, more on the tech side, because I thought Kanye was making something new, but he's not. He's just basically selling a preloaded MP3 player. And that's cool if you're Kanye, but who the fuck can afford to produce MP3 players, distribute them, get them to people, and then put their music on it, and then have people, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just very impossible for a regular artist to even get this off. Now, if you have not watched Genius, I am, I was ecstatic. Over the Moon, it was probably one of the most exciting things to watch, to see somebody have so much confidence. I, I, see so much of myself in Kanye the way that he talked because my whole life all I heard was be humble you gotta be humble you gotta be humble but nobody believed in me Kanye's mama believed in him I think to me the the most heartwarming part of the whole thing when you watch Kanye's story is that one he's still himself the person that he's today he was then he knew who he wanted to be and it's very amazing when you see somebody that's able to have that visual in their mind and they're able to speak it and then you could see how defeated and how hurt he was. There was so much pain. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. When Kanye went to his mom's house after, like, you know, shit didn't work out too good. And she could tell on his face and he was just kind of bummed out. Scarface said that Jesus walks with shit. Kanye was crushed. His mom knew every word to his song. To me, that was probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen as a rapper myself. I don't think my mama knows two words to any of my songs or could rap one of my songs. And it's not a pity party. I just I think it's important that as a parent, you understand when your children have dreams in, in such a manner. Let me stop the screen. When your children have dreams and, and aspirations, you're supposed to build that up. You're supposed to be there to, uh, to tell them the truth. But you have to you have to guide them in the right direction, right? And that takes a lot. It takes a lot. Kanye's mama was amazing. Miss Donda. Oh, it's so hard to talk about that lady. It is so hard to talk about that lady. Oh man. I don't even know if my connection was bad, but I think everybody just started watching. Um, <clears throat> The fact that Kanye's mom was just that supportive and that loving, she was able to build him when he was down. 
you know, as a creative myself, and I have to just talk about myself in this instance because I think it's easier for me to explain like what I saw. And what I saw was someone that was hurt and needed building and didn't understand why he was hurt and didn't understand why he needed to be built when he felt like he was as big as the world, right? Like she said, you can still be a giant and still be on the ground and be in the air at the same time. That's deep. She knew her baby needed her. Their, 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 their bond was beautiful. It really was. And Kanye as a person, as erratic as he may be, he's still Kanye. Like, he, he's so full of life. But you could tell it hurt. And that shit is hard. Trust me, I know, bro. I've walked into the room where I feel like I'm big as shit. And when I step in and, and, and you play your music and you think you, you, know, you did it. And they go, yeah, it's all right. You know how many haters you got to deal with when you walking into rooms and other rappers are watching you and and you telling them who you are. Kanye wasn't no killer. He said it. I wasn't no killer. He's in there with killers. Imagine how many people just said, fuck you. I'm not fucking with you because of how he dressed or how he acted. Imagine how many people, you know, because of Kanye have accomplished their dreams and have strived for better and for more right this mental health and 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 you know it, it this it comes in such a, a range and it comes in such a uh a, a broad aspect that sometimes it's hard to even decipher what's wrong with us right like i could be completely devastated but i'm okay i don't know why i'm devastated but i'm okay when you see yay it's like he was broke until it clicked. And the only time you saw Ye, like, elated and happy and, like, genuinely happy was when he played his music. A fucking contact. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Oh, my contact. Did it fall out? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, got it. All right, give me two seconds. Let me, uh, let me put my contact back in. Oh, man. <laughs> we back. All right. <clears throat> uh, 
Don't shit on nobody's dreams. That's not cool. Uh, especially when it comes to uh, creatives. I wish I had uh, support. Uh, uh, fuck. I hate this shit. I'm just trying to get this shit out without crying. God damn. Uh. Kanye's mom, uh, she saw his vision before he did. She built him up. That shit is amazing, right? Because uh, it's necessary to have that in life. I'm bawling like a bitch because that lady was amazing. Uh, shit, that lady was dope, yo. Kanye's mom was dope. Dope as shit. Dope as shit. And uh, just don't shit on nobody's dreams, yo. Shit's hard. It's very hard. Oh, man. Why y'all got me like this on Friday? God damn it. I don't want to fucking cry. I knew Kanye's mama was going to make me cry, bro. I swear to God, I seen it when, when she was rapping. That shit was deep. That shit was deep. Oh, man. That shit was deep as shit. I miss my grandma, yo. Like, All right. I'm fine. I swear to God, I'm okay. I'm okay. These are not like sad tears. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. Like, if my kids was rapping, I know every word. You know what I'm saying? Like, if my kids was, was whatever my kids want to do, I'm going to know every word. I'm, I'm your number one fan until we take over the world with this shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what Kanye's mama was doing with him. And that shit is deep. That shit is deep as fuck. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway. So, Kanye, uh... Added Pete on fucking Instagram. <laughs> oh, fucking Kanye, you son of a bitch. God damn, I love that dude. I really do, bro. Anyway, Kanye added Pete on uh on Instagram. That was pretty interesting. And let's get into this story about uh Kanye's stem player from CNET. So uh if you own one of the stem players, that's where you'll be able to listen to Kanye's new music. The reason behind the move appears to be financial. Kanye says today's artists in an Instagram post, today's artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. And it is time to free our music from the op- from the oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own, Kanye wrote. Kanye's stem player is a small device that plays music, but also allows players to isolate the vocals, drums, bass, and samples of other songs. Users can remix, add effects, download mixes, play them back, save their creations right on the device itself. Kanye claims that there's 67,000 units available right now, with 3,000 made <clears throat> every day. Donda 2 is the sequel to Ye's hit album Donda, which was released last summer. Donda 2 is set to drop February 22nd. So, if you have the Kanye player, you'll be able to listen to Donda. I think he'll end up dropping it everywhere else. Um, the idea that the musicians only made 12% of all the money isn't the case. The When we sell our music, we need the stores. But, but in all reality, we should be selling our songs for like a hundred dollars a piece. Like uh, it just, but it's absurd to say that because there's not value in that. Like it's not gonna be. It's not a. Why the fuck are people texting me? I, I can't even answer right now. Oops, <sighs> my bad. Um. The way the splits, the way the production splits, the way the labels take their cuts, it's so intricate and so difficult to pick apart and exactly see what goes where. But labels are spending a lot more than they're making. And unfortunately, labels make money from all their artists 
not just one. So when you hear one artist talk, you got to remember there's a team of 30 or 40 people behind them, staff that the label includes, uh, other artists, other producers, a bunch of shit that goes into it. And it's not as simple as this. Did you want to sell your music independently? Go for it. It is very difficult. I suggest you build your audience, no matter where or how you do it, build an audience and then sell your music that way, direct to consumer, but do it special. Add something special. Kanye has come up with something special. There's a bunch of different like prints or order companies you could use. There's vinyl companies that they could print dope ass vinyls for your music. You could sell, you know, merch. There's merch everywhere now. Tons of shit, right? So with, uh, with Kanye pushing for independence, What's going to happen is that a bunch of people are going to try it. It's going to be difficult because it's not centralized. So until everything is centralized and just easy to get to, it's, it's just it is what it is. We're all going to need to be. Uh, uh, I guess the easiest is always going to be where everybody goes to. Right. That's why iTunes always became such a fucking big deal. <sighs> Damn, Kanye's fucking. And then part two is going to melt me. I already know part two is going to melt me. I'm just letting y'all know right now. We ain't even going to talk about part two because part two is going to fucking melt me. Oh, man. Kanye. <clears throat> so I found this interesting about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They have a winery. Like, when the fuck did they buy a winery? I remember watching, uh, which this is me being a chatty patty. Um, Mark Anthony was in divorce court One of his beautiful supermodel wives And the judge goes Hey you own a farm that's 400 million dollars Up in uh, northern New York <laughs> He goes Huh? He goes yeah upstate New York You got a farm 400 million dollar farm <laughs> I didn't even know I had that That's what happens when you're that rich That's my goal When you go I didn't even know I had that Apparently Mark Anthony owns a farm with animals and it's making buku bucks and that was years ago so when i came across brad pitt and angelina thing i said well, i wonder what the fuck kind of wine they sell and how come they don't do commercials do you know how good their commercials would be for their wine like if you see casamigos is is a old boy from er right am i wrong everybody in the chat casamigos is uh uh damn what the fuck is his name the doctor from er somebody help me out. i know y'all know his name can't remember his name but I mean, his commercials, he's on the side of the truck with his little motorcycle and shit. Brad Pitt could be doing some shit like that with his wine, like some real sexy ass, whatever older white dudes be doing it to pick up chicks. Stories from TMZ, the chatty patties of the world. Brad Pitt says Angelina Jolie double crossed him by secretly selling her interest in the winery they jointly owned and sold it to a Russian oligarchy. He's now suing her to undo the deal. Brad's legal documents obtained by TMZ, those motherfuckers always get everything, don't they? Are a part of the never-ending divorce war. The two bought the Chateau Maraval in Correns. I'm saying that's so wrong. Correns, France, back in 2008. Brad says he invested a ton of money and time in the winery over the years. Although he acknowledges Angelina plunked down 40% of the 280, excuse me, 28.4 million dollar purchase price. First off, 40% of $28 million is not a little bit of money. But give her back her money, just have her kick rocks. Like, the the documents continued on, and they broke down what happened. So he said that he would approve the sale according to who was there. Like, he wanted to know exactly who she was selling it to, but he would let her sell it so she could make her money. 
when she sold it, she ended up selling it to like a company that owns, uh, it's like Vodka.co or is it Vodka Co? It's like the biggest vodka company in the world. They own mad shit. And they've come in and basically stopped every single thing that he's done because they're split partners. It's completely fucked. He's dealing with somebody that's way bigger than him in the industry. And even though this isn't necessarily a main business of his, he's very involved in it. He, he has a passion for it. So the lawsuit is basically to remove this sale and just turn everything back the way it was. In which I'm assuming she's going to have to deal with that and those oligarchs and all their bullshit later. But... I mean, at that point, if it's a time thing or a money thing, pay her her dues and just get the fuck on. It's interesting how much of a of an investment you would put up during marriage. And then afterwards, it's just like, fuck it. I want nothing to do with it. Like at that point, just keep it together so you can make the money, like reap the benefits off of it instead of uh, instead of having this bullshit ruin it. Because it might get ruined because this might be competition to those other to that other company that bought in. They might just want to get in there to stop you. Things like this happen. So, you know, uh, it's a cautionary tale. Be careful who you do business with, including your partner. No matter who your person is, you might not want to do that business with them. They might fuck you later in the bad way. Uh, Okay, so we got Vegas news and then we got Trump news. And what else happened? Did y'all see Ma from the uh, Rory and Ma podcast talking about Joe and how he is uh, upset over what happened? Business amongst friends gets ugly when so many people are invested. Like, I know Loner and myself are huge fans of the Joe Budden podcast and watching their fallout. First off, I've learned a lot from Joe Budden. I've learned a lot from Rory and Ma. I've learned a lot from all those guys that started in the game as entrepreneurs. And don't get into this for the money. Get into this for the passion of being able to storytell and being able to, you know, give jewels and do what I do. Like, it's a great way to express yourself and a great way to develop a, a community. But make sure you're giving. You have to give. That's how this works. If you're not giving, it's not working. Like I was trying to explain my son, like the best way to get a woman's attention is to teach. If you can entertain a woman by teaching her and you captivate her mind, everything else is easy. Like fucking it's easy. You want a real relationship? Teach and then learn from each other. Always understand, always know how to give and take. Anyway, what Maul said is is heartbreaking because it's a money thing. You have to go into business with the mind state of doggy dog. And I heard him say something that, that I wanted to say out loud and I want everybody to hear. So Joe has been trying his whole life to be where he's at today. Rory and Maul weren't. They just happened to be on that ride and they ended up where they ended up at, which was very high up top. Not to say that all the work that they did didn't equate what Joe did, but Joe, because his journey was a lot longer, obviously feels as if he is deserving of a higher reward because he's done it longer. And in some cases that that may be true, but not in all cases. And Joe isn't the only person that has dealt with something like this, where we work hard forever and. You know, you bust your ass forever and it finally comes and maybe you got a partner now that's been there for a couple years and you're like, wait, dog, like how the fuck am I supposed to give you half of all the shit I've been doing for the past 15 years? And I get it. It's hard. It's a difficult conversation. And it's one of those conversations that honestly only happens after you never have one of those before. 
Figure out how to have that conversation with your partners. Figure out how to maybe have that open dialogue in the business so that you don't put yourself in the position that they were put in. Uh, let's get into this story out of Vegas, which is... Uh, this one fucked me up because it, it the headline was conv- uh, uh, murder warrant arrest in front of school. So I said, holy shit, let me tell a story. So it's out of Fox 5. Las Vegas man was arrested on a murder warrant after he was caught speeding in a school zone by police. Yo, you are so stupid. You are so... I wish I had the Cardi B drop. You are so dumb. You are so dumb. Dennis Vasquez, 32, is facing murder in connection with a shooting October 18th, 2020, according to Las Vegas Metro Police. The shooting happened on Key Largo Drive in Tropicana and McLeod... Key Largo Drive near Tropicana McLeod. Police said two men, Vasquez and Daniel Vesper, Got into a fight in the area. Multiple witnesses reported the suspect, later identified as Vasquez, shot Ves- Vesper. 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 Maybe there's a lisp in it when you say it. According to police documents, Vasquez called 911. He told 911 that he shot Vesper but claimed it was self-defense. Vasquez also had a slip disc. According to the report, he was taken to UMC, where he was later medically ke- cleared. But had an arrest warrant for murder signed February 16th, 2021. A year later to that date, Clark County School District police were conducting traffic patrols at local schools around 9 a.m. Vasquez was pulled over by CCSDPD, officer for doing 30 to 15 mile an hour school zone, according to the arrest report. The officer then discovered Vasquez was wanted on a murder warrant and called LVMPD. Don't speed. Everybody knows when you on papers, you drive under the speed limit, two hands on the wheel, you signal way ahead of time and you just take it easy you turn as soon as you can when you see the police and you don't put yourself in a position where you can get fucked off if it's a self-defense case turn yourself in you have a better chance of fighting a self-defense case than going on the fucking lamb and if you see his picture he didn't look like it was a self-defense type of person you know what i'm saying it just wasn't real self-defensey hey man a shout out to y'all in the chat man i'm sorry y'all i didn't mean for that to happen You know, it's just when you really watch like a hero of yours, like Kanye's a hero to me. Like you don't understand what Kanye means to me. And um, I don't know, man. I've I've always been jealous of of uh, of people that have good relationships with their mother. I grew up with my grandparents. So seeing that is very. uh, It hurts. That's a good though. It's it's a good thing. Like I'm not trust me. I'm not upset at, at it at all. But I apologize. I definitely do. Now we got to get into the political bullshit that I didn't want to get into, but there's a war going on outside. We'll talk about what's... I don't think it's as bad as they say it is in Russia and Ukraine. Can I say that right now? I feel like it might be bullshit. I don't think it's as bad as as any of the reports. That's why I haven't even covered it. You say one thing, Americans are telling you it's going to shit out there, and then you saw uh, Putin came out and he was like, ain't nothing happening, but if y'all want it to happen, just know I don't have a problem with a problem. In layman's terms or in basic, that's what he said. That was me just breaking down what he said. What, what's, the, what's the term? I'm, I got a brain fart right now. It was pretty serious. Okay. No, it ain't. They're lying to us. They're not telling us the truth. It's, it's, it's so much. But anyway, I don't want to cover it yet. We'll see what happens on Friday. I've honestly been waiting for it to pop off. When it pops off, I'm going to run the whole thing back. Until then, I'm not going to talk about it. Now. 
Do y'all remember the Russia peace story with Trump that he had the prostitutes peeing on the bed and they had the whole dossier and then it was fake and Hillary paid for it and the FBI guy gave it to himself and said that he got it from somebody else? Do y'all remember that? That company that Hillary hired was just hired by Biden's administration last week. Last week, the January 6th committee had... uh, basically passed the uh a, i don't know what the fuck they call it it's a warrant or whatever the fuck to go get documents from that day from trump and they want every single piece of information because trump is the reason why those guys went over there and attacked and all that white on white crime happened because we got to stop white on white crime in america damn it those thugs won't get away with the shit they did to us right so the team that helped hillary lie on on trump and spy on trump before he ran and after he was president Then the same team that made a fake report that didn't stand in court, that created a fake impeachment twice, both times failed, are now working for our president today. And all of a sudden, all these documents and all these things just start appearing at Trump's house and under Trump. And and if we don't remember what happened last time, like if y'all don't remember exactly what happened with the whole investigation shit every single person that got arrested that worked for trump was like a forever washington dc dem uh, not democrat excuse me just a washington dc insider somebody has been there forever and none of trump's people that were independent from away like away from the white house or away from politics were ever touched every single person that got arrested in this had been literally just career-long politicians hold up they're going crazy over here hold on I didn't know you was military. Tell me more. I don't know what happened. This just like quadrupled the chat. I can't tell the chat. It it just went. There's like five times. There's mad brown hearts. There's mad Hershey hearts. You too pretty to be in the military. What you do? You shoot all the big guns and shit. Don't lie to me. All right. We don't get, we got insider information, but uh, you know, I stopped talking about the whole Trump thing because it just it got old. And honestly, everything came true. Like you could literally see through it all. And then after they discovered everything, it all fell apart. I've lost friends over this Trump shit and I'm just over it. But we have to talk about this because they're going to keep pushing this issue and the documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. And it's a little odd that they always report. Is it? Yeah, I know. I, I there's something wrong. My bad, y'all. There's something wrong with the feed. It we lost all sound before it even started, and then none of the comments came in until like forty minutes into the show. Uh, all right, we'll just get into this. I think it's because I'm talking about him. It's this Big T. Big T does this shit. That's why I stopped doing it. It just ruins my numbers. Stories from the hill. Presidential record keepers confirmed Friday that there were classified national security documents among the 15 boxes recently retrieved from Mar-a-Lago as former president Big T has directed to release his communications to January 6th House Committee. The statement from NARA, the National Archives of Record Administrations, comes to the House Oversight Committee last week comes as the House Oversight Committee last week launched a probe into Trump's handling of the presidential records. NARA has identified items marked as classified national security information within these boxes. Uh, NARA's 
head David Farrow wrote in the letter, NARA has identified certain social media records that were not captured and preserved by Big T's administration. NARA has also learned that the White House staff concluded official business using non-official electronic messaging accounts that were not copied and forwarded into their official electronic messaging accounts as required, Ferrero said. The letter comes amid broad questioning about Trump's handling of records, including reports uncovering that January revealed of the documents and the House Committee investigations of January 6th attacks a capital. Excuse me. Why the fuck did that move? Why is everybody moving on me? It's just going to keep going. So January 6th, 2021, capital attacks. Receiving some presidential records that had been taped back together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was weird. So apparently Trump would read shit and just tear it up and throw it away. And that was like a bad habit of his. Where he'd just go and then throw it away. Uh, after the end of the tr- Big T administration, I don't want to say it because it's going to keep on kicking. You see? Is it still kicking? It might still be kicking. It's his name. It's the name. They target me because of the name. After the end of the Big T administration, Nara learned that additional paper records that had been torn up by the former president were included in the records transferred to us. Or is it the U.S.? <laughs> Stupid shit. Although White House staff during the Trump administration recovered and taped together some of the torn up records, a number of other torn up records were not transferred and had not been reconstructed by the White House, he wrote. So they're going to tape together every single one that he tore up and they got to figure out what's going on in it because they think there's nefarious things and dealings on the papers. The Presidential Record Act PRA which requires strict archiving of many White House records, carries a penalty of three years in prison and a $2,000 fine. He ain't going to go to jail for this. Y'all got to let that shit go. Trump has pushed back on assertion on assertions he was not... Assertions? He was not... Compli- Am I using assertions right? Complying with record-keeping requirements? Is that assertions? Is that used properly? Okay. He occasionally flushed... Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> Said he flushed down documents down the toilet as well. Uh, Trump has responded to these statements. The papers were given easily without conflict on a very friendly basis, uh, which is different from the accusations being drawn up by the fake news media. In fact, oh, I'm sorry. Is that not a good thing? Is that like a, is that a thing? I was just joking. I was making fun of him. I was doing his like aneurysms or whatever that's called. I got to, my brain is completely just washed today. In fact, uh, it was viewed as routinely and no big deal. He said, once upon the news of the probe, uh, they're going to dig deep. Pause. They're going to be in his ass. Pause. Deep. Pause. But they are going to. They're doing anything they can. Biden's falling apart. They have to throw Trump in the air. It's only been a year. A fucking year. The world is literally ending in one year. They have to talk about Trump because Biden is literally falling asleep at the job. Also, another fake story that I flushed papers and documents down a White House toilet. It is category, categorically untrue and simply made up by a reporter in order to get publicity for the most fictitious book. Oh, he's writing a book? Why didn't I get that part of it? Okay, so the person that wrote this is writing a book as well. That's interesting to me. Why is there always a book deal when they're investigating our president? If it's a real investigation and the goal is to fix the crime or find a crime, solve the crime or fix whatever the problem was. Why are you writing a book and why are you allowed to write a book? Who is allowing them to write all these books with all this information? Huh? There's a reason why I stopped talking politics. Nobody wants to hear that shit. It's been a long show, y'all. It's been a very draining show. I hope I was concise. I'm pretty sure I was all over the place like bird shit. 
it's the show that never ends. I hope that this is everything that y'all thought it would be. <laughs> I really do. My name's Sabian. Live in the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Thank you.